Well, hey, howdy, hey. Welcome, Welcome to the Texans Take. All right. Okie dokie. Well, we're going to take a little bit of break for our, from our main reading, um, mainly because we just got to the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments is the summation, the condensation. It's the, it's, you know, the condensed version of all of God's laws. If you look throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, you'll find, you know, giant, you know, heaps and stacks of God's laws, whether they're, you know, laws, laws pertaining to um, sacrifices, uh, to how you treat people, um, laws pertaining to, um, you know, all the different feasts and stuff like that. Um, anyway, they're all things that a law is something that you're required to do, right? You're required to follow. You're required to observe. Um, and God has lots of those uh, spelled out in the Bible. Um, but the condensed version of all that is the Ten Commandments that he writes out on stone and uh, gives to Moses to give to his people. Um, and so it's a huge topic. And we have got, assuming the status quo is not broken between now and Thursday, we've got a uh, guest speaker, which we've been trying to get on for a while. It's been a little bit of a, like a, a tugboat yeah, marathon. He's been, he's been um, resisting, humming and hawing a bit about <laughs> it, but we've eventually got him. Um, we got him to say he'd come, and it is our pastor, Martin Payne. And this is his his favorite area. Yeah, this is his favorite part of the Bible, and we're just like you know, uh, there's not a person better. Yeah, this is this to is, have for this moment. That's right, and this is something that he knows really well. Really, well. I mean, he's and, a and he knows been, it, and he knows it on a level that he actually enjoyed, like teaching grade school kids. Yeah, about he used this. to be a teacher. Yeah, uh, I want to say so it was this Kevin is, in college. It was, and and this is kind of an area where. He most enjoyed teaching kids about yeah and so and and there's in in my opinion and it's been you know you see this in many areas um people that have taught children are the best people to teach adults <laughs> okay yes. because we all in a way think still like children uh-huh. we are yeah I, i'm not gonna say slow to learn but in areas we're dense uh-huh and and sometimes you just need that breakdown, like that childlike, yeah. you know, breakdown to be able to learn things properly. And that's one thing in, in this area, you know, knowing Martin as long as I've known him, I, I pick at him a little bit for his breakdown of it. But it's very good. Yeah. It is very good. And it's 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 wholesome. And you get a lot more from it. And I think you and I could both sit here and talk about the Ten Commandments for three episodes and probably wouldn't get as much out of it as you would from listening to some of the breakdowns that, yeah. that Martin has. Yep. There's a uh, great quote that I like. I don't know whether it's true or not. I haven't looked it up, but I've known about it for a while. And whether it's true or not, you can look that up. But anyway, Everything on the internet is Supposedly, true. it's from Einstein. And he says, uh, being a genius is not about knowing uh, nuclear physics. Being a genius is about being able to explain nuclear physics to a five-year-old. Ha, 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 ha.
So if you can do that, okay, well. then you are a genius. And so anyway, that's kind of the way Martin is. Yeah. You know, he, um, he's got a very childlike um, uh, way of teaching. And when I say childlike, what I mean is he not he, that he dances around not that he, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he he teaches in a way that a know, child can a understand, child can understand. Um, and you can always ask him questions and he will elaborate as far as he knows but he generally likes to stick to things that are easy to remember uh he likes to um make it fun and interactive and entertaining uh and anyway so we're thrilled to have him come on our Absolutely. show on thursday and so to that end, uh, we were just talking and uh, we're like, well, we want to start over back in uh, Exodus 20 and read the commandments over again. Uh, we got halfway through last time. Uh, by the way, had a wonderful, uh, it was a little bit distracting. We had a lot of distractions, but uh, really enjoyed doing the podcast with Alyssa. She will be on the show she, again. She will be back. She, she will is be back. Uh, incredibly bright, uh, very smart, very well read in the Bible, um, and uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure and a joy to learn from and with her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so she's uh, she'll be on there again, uh, maybe maybe without so much uh, uh, children <laughs> intervention, uh, but. Um, yeah, they they were right here in Ground Zero. Uh, yeah. We were currently kind of quasi trying to get them to calm down and just yeah, go to sleep. We were trying to distract them with a the movie, but yeah. that didn't really happen because we kept making noise. Yeah, <laughs> I, that that didn't that didn't work at all. And then and then and somebody had to step on our toe. The icing or, on the cake. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. you had to, you had to kill somebody's toe. It's all your fault, you know. Yeah, That's... I was leaning back to replug in the fan after it was unplugged for the fifth time. <laughs> And when I when I leaned back forward, she was just there, and my poor serenity. You know, poor serenity. I'm still sorry for that. And my my chair landed on her toe, not really hard, but it freaked her out, and she pulled her foot back, and it just scraped her toe so bad. So anyway, that was that happened. Uh, so, so that happened. <laughs> I hope she's forgiven me for that because I feel terrible about it. She probably didn't. She probably. Uh, but I did put a Band-Aid on it, so hopefully it's okay. That makes it all better. That's right. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. Needless yeah. to say, we have, we've uh, decided we're going to kind of step away from Exodus at this moment so we don't get too far away and kind of have to That's slingshot, slingshot back, back. And, yeah. and everything. We're just going to... We're gonna kind of, and, and we said that we were gonna do this from right. time to time when we started all this. That uh, you know, kind of step away and take take a break from. That's right. Change readings. to a topic that's uh, relevant for our position right. in history and time <laughs> and wherever we are. Um, uh, we'll be putting together a Christmas special, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, and so right now, uh, we have decided to read through ephesians chapter six so we're going way forward in the bible <laughs> we are we are Jump, we're most jumped, of the bible jumping um, it very far but you know with with all the attacks that i think you know the the church and christians in general have yeah. been under as of late it's something noteworthy to think about yep. and and remember that even in all of this you know we we still have you know guidance from god as what to do 
to protect and guard ourselves and our families from, you know, whatever is to come and, and still be secure in the role that whatever is to come is purely in God's plan. We are the providence of God in everything we do. And what's really important when reading when reading God's word is to remember that He is God. He is in charge. He is in command. He wrote uh, the Bible, um, and you know, me personally, reading through the Bible, you know, there's some pretty grisly um, portions of it, and you're thinking, why would God do that? You know, that just doesn't seem right. You know, that doesn't seem humane. God makes a point in saying, you know, hey, I am God. Who are you? Uh, I created you. Um, you know, uh, he, there's a, a couple of different places uh, where he puts people in their place. Um, he does it to um, Moses. Uh, we read not too long ago. Um, he does it to Job. Job's like, you know, well, I mean, think about the book Job. And when you're reading Job, you're thinking, you know, God, isn't that enough? Haven't you made Job suffer enough? <clears throat> uh, how much more can he take? And really, it's all about uh, pointing to God. It's about, um, <clears throat> you know, what he can do, not what we can do, but what he can do through us. And... Um, so it's important to remember that he is in command and that whoever, as Jesus says, whoever has been placed in Jesus's hand, um, can never be lost. That's important to remember. It is. Okay. Because there's a lot of times where God tests us. He, he, he tests our metal. Uh, he tests what we're made of and he does it for several reasons. A is to show his wonders. As we saw in Egypt, because those oh, Egyptians, his people were, were suffering. They oh, were yeah. suffering, you know, and he said, you know, he, he was actively telling them to leave Egypt, to worship me, leave Egypt. And they're like, God, we're trying to leave Egypt, but uh, Pharaoh's not letting us go. And God's There's like, people yeah. that don't share your options right, and ideas, right. God. You know? And so God's telling them to leave Egypt, but at the same time, he's telling them you can't because of Pharaoh. Right. Uh, but I am in command. I am showing my wonders and uh, bear with me and I will bless you all the more for it. See, and I, and I, I was, uh, <clears throat> didn't mean to interrupt. No, there. go for it. Go Just for it. thinking about something that I have never, so I always struggle and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't raised reformed. Uh, I, I didn't really gather all of that until I met Martin and, and something about it all clicked and it clicks for me. Now, when I try to explain the reformed theology to anyone, it comes out like, <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, do what now? What just, what just happened? What do you, a uh, God to let predestinate what, you know? And, and I was on a, me and my mom, uh, she'll love this. We, we have these conversations all the time. Because I get it, she doesn't get it, and I can't make her get it. And we've tried. There's there's like a big language barrier. And then it clicked with me the other night in a moment of passion. I was explaining this all wrong. It was like it was a moment that clicked with me. And it was just because we had been talking about Pharaoh. Uh -huh. My mom's argument is there's no way 
that God would ever just send someone to hell willy-nilly. Ah. God would save everyone, and everyone should be saved. And my and, and immediately my mind went, explain Pharaoh. Yeah. God literally says in the Bible that he hardened God hardened Pharaoh. How many times? What, five out of seven? Several, several yeah, times. That is the majority of it. It says, I think, twice that Pharaoh hardened his heart. The rest of the time, it's God hardened his heart. And I told Mom, I said, explain this to me. If everyone has this equal opportunity to warm, fuzzy, go to heaven, it's it's a nice thought. It is. But it's not biblical. Yeah. It's a nice thought, though. But if everyone has that warm, fuzzy ability to get to heaven, explain Pharaoh, because now I'm confused. Because it literally says God hardened Pharaoh's heart, which means God was okay with him doing absolute evil for the sake of his own people, his elect. Right, right. The people that he was actively trying to bring out of the land of Egypt. Yeah. You know, never has that thought ever crossed my mind to explain predestination like that or God's elect. But it's just like in that moment, mom wasn't getting it like she normally does. I was filled with a little bit of rage and passion. And I was just like, explain this. And she didn't have an answer for it. And, and my mom kind of stepped back after a minute. And she was like, never really thought about that. It's like, well, congratulations. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that's really important to remember, y'all. There's a lot of different... Um, you know, bits of the Bible that uh, we just don't understand. You know, I mean, okay, so one thing that... There's people much smarter than me that don't understand. One thing that, you know, pretty much all Christians believe is we have a triune God. Right. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and those three are one God. Don't, I mean, don't tell me that you can explain everything in the Bible and then throw me, you know, a triune God that's one God and say that you can explain that to me fully because there's no way that we can understand that. We can't. I can't understand that. I've talked to very, very highly educated you get, you know, pastors you, you, you get different who studied this for decades and they can't understand, you know, explain it because it's not something that we can actually comprehend. The closest I've even gotten to actually and a good explanation of that in itself is the the water, ice, and vapor thing. Right, that's exactly that, what I was That's as close as you get. And that's, that's the still... only thing because, and that is the only, the only reason we can even get that close is because that's the only thing that slightly makes sense to the issue at hand because right. it's something that we don't have that creator mentality. Right. We are not God. We are not meant to be gods. You know, we are, you know, as, as Jesus, when he was here, you know, I came to serve. We are that supposed to be mm -hmm. <laughs> you know sin has ruined a lot of that but we have we are supposed to have that servant mentality so for us we don't need to comprehend things like that right is do i think it would be interesting to know it i think it'd be fascinating sure i long to know that kind of stuff but at the end of the day there's not you can't explain everything and there's a <laughs> so point. there's a better question that's what i was about to ask uh -huh. is what good is that going to do for you if we do right. know that? Right. What what go, what are you going to be able to do? Right. Nothing are you going to be able to are you going to be able to testify to Jesus I can any believe, more than you could do? I, I can, can believe that God is in command, that I am full of sin and that I cannot go to heaven except through Christ, and I fully believe that Christ is my only true salvation and I lean on him 
to be saved. And, and that is what it at takes. the end of the day, that's what that's what you it have is to tell a people. You know, faith. I mean, it's it's not the sinner's prayer that saves you. Right. It, it's not this you know masterful thing that you have to go through. Right. Full submersion, I whatever. Mean, None of that. But just like you just yeah. said it, that is the that is what you're testifying to right. here on this planet. It doesn't even matter, like water vapor, ice, whatever. It doesn't matter. How is that going to help you explain Jesus to anyone? Right. It's not. I mean, and so the, the idea we, knowing that you don't know it is just as okay with somebody, right. you know, fresh coming into the faith. They're like, oh, this guy's been in it a while. He doesn't understand that part. Probably not a big idea. Yeah. The fact is, Jesus came for a purpose, fulfilled that purpose, and right. left a legacy for all of us to continue with. Yeah. And so why do we why do we bother? You know, why do we bother to learn more about it if that's all it takes? Well, A we're curious. Well, and I'm not saying theologically speaking, don't study it. Yeah, I'm no, saying no, no, don't no. try what to. I was saying, don't try to master it. You're not a Jedi. Right, right, right. <laughs> but where I was going with that was, you know, one of the reasons that we, you know, we bother is because, you know, Christ says, "If you love me, you'll follow my commandments." Absolutely. And so, um, you know, part of loving God is being inquisitive and uh, following Him. And how do we follow Him except through <clears> His Word? And, you know, God's word isn't, you know, you know, A plus B equals C. It's not that it's not a formula. It's not specific like that. You know, you have to you have to read it with understanding and with context discernment, uh, and discernment. You know? And so, you know, in order to, you know, more fully follow God, um, you know, you, you need to be inquisitive, you mm -hmm. know, and as we love God, we want to to learn more you know we want to do more i do you know the more that i love god the more that i want to defend the faith the more that i want to learn about uh learn about his word and you know how to explain it um but there's a point uh where there's bits of the bible that you know you have to be okay with saying i don't understand you know it's like um i can explain a lot of fun things uh in physics and um, uh, electrical engineering, uh, mechanics, you know, a lot of the little stuff that you learn in, uh, uh, as, a, as an engineer. Um, but good heavens, you know, eventually it all breaks down to sub subatomic particles. And then, you know, you, you find somebody else, you know, because I can't explain it. And I have to be okay with saying, hey, I have no idea. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, um, I was, I had a point there. And what that was is when you read God's word, there's a lot of stuff in here that we don't necessarily understand. Right. But predestination is one of those things. Right. It is. And so you could easily say predestination doesn't really make sense. Um, and you can find places in the Bible um, that support the idea that predestination is, you know, maybe not a thing. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's God's word, and you will find not just one, not just two, but several. You know, if you ask the right person, they'll tell you that it's all over the Bible. Places where things like predestination are specifically mentioned 
specifically talked about, and they are a very real biblical thing. And so the fact of the matter is, it's there. And that's something that was uh, um, uh, John Trapp, who hopefully we'll have on the show eventually. Yeah, well, uh, my RUF uh, campus <clears throat> minister at uh, UT. Um, there's a lot of RUF students that A, had never heard of predestination before, and B, um, didn't believe it, rejected it, and thought, you know, it's a terrible thing, which is common, very common. Um, and John Trapp is, a, you know, he's a, an ordained um, PCA minister. And uh, though he knows that you don't need, it's not a, it's not a saving doctrine. It's not. No, it's not. You don't have to believe or even understand predestination in order to go to heaven. But the fact of the matter is, it's part of the Bible. And so as a PCA minister, he's, he's taught about it. And, um, and as a PCA minister, he, he believes it. Um, and I want to say that you might actually have to believe it to be a minister of the PCA. You don't have to believe it to be in the PCA, but if you're going to teach it and preach it, then you do actually have to understand and believe yeah, predestination. Now, um, anyway, so several students, you know, would constantly, constantly hound him and say, John, what's this predestination stuff? Tell me about it. Talk to me about it. And he did a very he gave a very amazing it was just an amazing breakdown of predestination at ruf summer conference one year that would be awesome to have him give that same thing here oh, you on know show. what maybe we should do well, that. i think we should That'd be great um but anyway um not that we're finding ways to break he up would the explain current it, Bible he readings, would explain but, it so well yeah but well the thing is, people is need people that still didn't understand it and so he would just be constantly explaining it and there was one summer conference where one of the um, uh, there's a, a set of uh, twins. Um, you know, you know, twins is fine. You don't have to say a yeah. Set. There, anyway, there, a, <laughs> a set would be four. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie and oh, she's gonna kill me for not knowing her name. Oh, you're I'm fine. Say it's, uh, maybe Maddie. Don't get it wrong. Don't hold me on that. Don't get it I'll wrong. Think of it. I'll think. Of what it if she's but listening? Anyway, oh, you're done. You're done for. Uh, she came up and asked is anyway she came up and asked john trapp about predestination in the bus on the way to suko and he was what's suko a summer conference okay uh, and he was actually a little fed up with all the questions about it because he didn't have time i can see this and basically he just turned to her and said um you know she, she said you know so how do you believe predestination and why is it a thing and he said, I don't really have time to talk about this. Uh, I will explain it more later, but I'll leave you with this. It's in the Bible, and so it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, um, it's not something that's easy to understand. And I so would anyway, hate that as an answer. Right, and it's right. because I'm a thinker. But, I'm a but, thinker, so but, it would kill me. Um, he, um, <clears throat> he changed his whole trajectory for RUF sermons for the next semester, uh, he said there have been so many stinking questions about this, and it is it's not time. a saving doctrine, but it's a very important doctrine, and it's a very controversial doctrine for different denominations. Um, and so he was like, A, everybody wants to know about it. B, as a PCA minister, I'm going to defend it. 
and C, it's going to be very eye-opening and interesting. And he right. gave a, I think, a five or six-part sermon series on predestination. Wow. It was a class because you could give a sermon about it, but sermons, as Only we go all so know, far. as we all know, you don't see people raising their hands in the sermon, which it's debatable whether that's a good thing or not. But in a class, it's like, hey, I'm not just preaching here and teaching here. You're here. You're trying to learn. I'm trying to explain it. And so I need to be able to gauge. And so in a class environment, so he had a six-part predestination class. And that was one of Nice. Um, and so uh, that is a incredibly long uh, introduction to Ephesians 6. But all that to say, <laughs> it's God's word. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to yeah, dive we are. into it. And uh, that was quite a rant and rambling. But anyway. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> We are back. We're back. Okay, so now that I've lost my place because I'm lame. Uh, lame. Anyway, so uh, we are in Ephesians chapter Today. 6. All right, Ephesians is right after Galatians. Here he is. Okay. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's start reading. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to you with the Duck Commander Faith and Family Bible. It's the New King James Version. Here we go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father. There's almost like there's a commandment mother, on that. Which is the first commandment with promise that they may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. We just read that last week. See? How yeah. well does this actually go? It goes really well. It's, which is the... By the way, guys, that was not intended. Fifth <laughs> yes. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. That is not easy. Uh, I am not a father. Um, you can speak more to this than me. Uh, but I can, I've had lots of dealings and experience with children, and I can tell you that it is so easy to provoke them to wrath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, How was this really, last weekend for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's easy. Being a father is not. Now easy. think about this. You think that's hard? How much much more difficult do you think God has it with us? That is the question, isn't it? Because you know, because it's thinking, not just it's not I'm just you obeying your parent. Yeah. It's how how well do you obey God? Right, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, that's a good question, yes. But this is the flip side, isn't it? Because he says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And that begs the question of our Heavenly Father, because he's not going to give us a command that he doesn't follow. Right. And so... Well, that's why, you know, his his anger in, in, in the Bible that provokes his wrath is always righteous anger. It's not right. done out of... Well, yes, but, like I said, do not provoke your children to wrath. Okay. Where are you and going so with that? so that'd be God not provoking us to wrath. Right. You know. Um, and... But he continues on, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And so you can see that any anything that we go to, go through, anything that God puts us through um, is bringing us up in the training and admonition of the Lord. It's, 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 um, it's a trial. He puts us through trials. Um like I said earlier, and it's for the process our of our sanctification. It's for the know? process of our sanctification. Yeah. And also, uh, forget where it is, but it says that he will not give us more than we can handle. You know, he gives well, us everything that we need. What's your thoughts? It doesn't exactly say that. That's been widely skewed a little bit where is that in the bible it's 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 depicted in corinthians and it's where uh paul says there is no sin uncommon to man Mm -hmm. and that is the implication place then maybe maybe that's what it is well so a lot of people and, and it's not put exactly like this in the bible that god will never give you more than you can handle right well, he says that in a way, but it's a two-part. Uh-huh. He will not give you more than, than than you can handle, but it's he will always provide a way for you to make the righteous choice. It's right. not that right. he's not that he's not going to put you in more than you can handle, but that he will always provide a righteous choice for yeah. you. Yeah. So it's it's not that you know if everyone around you dies, like in the in the you know in the essence of Job there. Uh-huh. You know, I'm pretty sure that's more than most people can handle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he gave Job an option to just worship him, focus on right, God. Right. That's what Job was good at. Well, so it's one of those things that, it, but it, it's been widely taken out of context. And I kind of hate it when people say yes and no. he's never going to do more than you can handle. Well, yes, he does. Well, here's the here's the thing. But it's a strengthening mechanism. Here's the thing. We can't handle anything except that God handles it through us. Right, and nothing just and nothing so, is impossible except through Christ. Right, I get right. that. And so um, what I take from he's not going to give us more than we can handle is, you know, God's doing it anyway. Right. You know. Well, and that's he, where that two-parter comes works in. works through us, and uh, that's why our faith and trust is in God and not in ourselves. Well, and, that, and that's where that two-part you know, everyone forgets to mention in that part of the scripture, that second mm-hmm. part where God will always provide you a way of escape or a way right. out. They, they just kind of leave it at the, well, God's never going to give you more than you can. Well, no, he will. But if he does, he provides you a right. way, right. a righteous way yeah. to remove the situation. They forget that. So it, it, it kind of sounds like the whole God is love idea uh-huh. when you say, well, God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, sure he does. But, but in the case that he does, he will always provide right, a way right. out. 
that's uh, important and it's very forgotten and that's just one of those things that you know if you only give a snippet of the scripture you're going to miss the bigger picture uh and i yield i yield my time court so let's keep reading through but it is in corinthians and i will i will do uh studies on it to find it and have it prepared for next week corinthians is only a couple books back i want to say it's in first corinthians first corinthians and i I could be wrong Uh, it's been a while since i've had to argue that point yeah striving fluff fluff fluffity fluff fluff yeah, it's like in the. Is it, a yeah, you would fit right in, in the Emperor's New Groove. It's like How's it? oh, yeah. squeak, 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 and <laughs> squeak it. Fluff, fluff, fluffity, fluffity. Yes. Let's see. I'm not finding it. Um, but yeah, I would like to read that bit. Um, but anyway, we'll come back to that later. Anyway, moving on. Uh, bond servants. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good Corinthians will. Corinthians 10.13. 1 Corinthians 10.13. Okay, let me finish this. Sorry. We're opening I up was... another can of worms here. I'm sorry, I was looking it up because we were talking about 10, 13? it. 10.13? Okay. It's 10.13, but finish. Uh, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not men, and not to men, knowing, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And see, that just goes to talking about, like, you know, doing... You know, whatever you do, do it for God, which is kind of the same thing as, you know, any more, you know, the, the, the object of tithing. Right. You know, you do it for for God. Right. You know. You know, there's a common saying that I say all the time, that my dad says all the time, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Right. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. Um, and I would put a twist on that. Anything worth doing is worth, you know, uh, it's worth doing for god right um i actually like that better it, it is better i say that with a grain of salt just because it sounds corny uh, but it's true but it, it's um, it's it's the point that's there right right you know do, um, do it as if you were about to do it for do god it, do it as if you're doing it for god as if um, you were standing here and you were about to present this to him right and he is standing here. he is you know, and that's something that we like to forget. And and that's you know, I know I've said it several times so far as we've had this podcast, but my uh-huh. mom my mom had a saying growing up, and I, I guess as we grew up, the only people that were <laughs> the only people that remembered the sayings were probably the ones that rejected it the most. Uh-huh. My sister and I, because both my brother Shay and my brother Tristan um, were like, never heard that. And I'm like, I heard it all the time growing up. How yeah. how did you miss this? But it's remember who you are and remember whose you are right you know you are yeah. the child of god yep you know and you're a lens mm-hmm. you know remember this as you go through you're representing both families right yeah. you're representing that you are a christian you are a child of god and that you are a lens you, you know if you do anything to betray either family 
you've done yourself and God an injustice. That's right. And oddly enough, my sister has that like tattooed on her arms now. Oh. Was, you know, one side and the other. I'm like, oh, whatever. Not not exactly what I would have done, but it is kind of interesting. But when she got that tattoo, both my brothers within two hours called me. It's like, have you ever heard mom say this? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. They just weren't listening. Well, it didn't really apply to them because they were kind of not going to do anything uh, outcastish. Right. But right. my sister and I, who are the the renegades, uh-huh. <laughs> were the ones most proud. So I'm sure we heard it more, just because mom would always do that as we were leaving. Remember who you are and who's you are. I'm like, all right, mom, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um... Backtracking a little bit, uh, the verse is uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Um, And so here it's talking about it doesn't say that you're right. You're very right. It doesn't say that God's not going to, you know, give you anything to do that's too much for you. It just says that it's the talking temptation about temptation. Will be, it's right. There's and not that's a where temptation. people twist it. There's not a temptation that God will give you. Right. That is not too much for you. Because there's no sin that's uncommon to man. Or that, even or or that is too much for you. There's not right. a temptation that God will give you that is that is too much for you. It, it never um, says that, oh, God's not going to give you anything that you can, you know, beyond right. what you yeah, can stand. About it temptation. doesn't say that. It's it's really the temptation. And right there at the two-parter for that that people always forget is even when there is temptation, God will always provide a way for you not to do that. Right. Just like at the Mount of Olives when when Satan comes up, and it's kind of like a Simba moment, you know, uh-huh. comes up and goes, everything that you see here can be yours. Just bow to me. Yeah. And Jesus is like, I can't do it. It is written. Yeah. You know, he he opted for the other way out, which most people would not have done. Yeah, you know, no. humans could not have. It's one of those things that that was a Jesus thing, and we all understand that. But that is also a perfect depiction of God will tempt you. There's no temptation that is uncommon to man. Everybody wants that. Right. That is the temptation that you're faced with. And instead of going... I'm bound right now, buddy. No, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this is it's written. You know, there is only one God, the God the Father. You know, that's the kind of thing that that we don't do anymore, and and we've kind of replaced that whole idea of you won't be tempted beyond what you're able to. God's not going to give you anything you yeah, can't do. You can do anything. It's it, yeah. It's it's a very and and, and apparently you've heard that too because when i told you it was kind of skewed you were like ah, i don't know it is yeah yeah you're right it is yeah <laughs> and, and i kind of i'm displeased with that because i think we've it's almost like we've marginalized sin yeah because it like it's okay to sin because god won't give you anything more than what you can tolerate and obviously if that's the case you're not going to sin that's a that's a sad and very very degraded it way is. to look at god yeah and so to that end any time, you know, little word of advice, any time that you and somebody you know or love and love or hate, you know, brings up a biblical point that you're kind of like, ah, I don't know about, look it up. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, it, it take took much. me. It took me what? Most houses have a seconds? Bible. 
you have a you have a phone. You have in, instant access to. Hey know, guys, literally all I did was I typed in "God will not give me more than you can handle," and it popped it that popped up. up it's verse. it's not. And it's, so what I'm saying is, you know, it's not hard. We looked up the verse. I read it right there, and that first half is kind of like you know. Um, Therefore, let him within blah, 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 blah. Uh, no temptation is over uh, overtaking you except as is common to man. God is faithful; He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. You know, if you paraphrase that like greatly, well, see, that's funny then that you, you will say turn that. it into the way I had started it. That's it's funny that you say that because the first time that it was ever said like you said it uh -huh. was in the 1972 paraphrased Bible. Yeah, which I, the only reason I know this is because I have a copy of it. Well. Yeah. I did until what two weeks ago, when all my Bibles burned up in the shed. Oh yeah, well. Another thing, I know my my entire collection of well, antique Bibles are now it, gone. That's probably not too much of a loss. No, it wasn't, but it's a good it's a good rephrase <laughs> a to, good, to yeah, go back yeah, yeah. to and say. Just like I, I have three Bibles here that I I sure. I open for the the humor of looking at it to see yeah. what it says. But it's a reference. It, it's a good reference to understand where people are coming from when they right. say things like that. Yeah. And that's where that scripture was yeah. turned kind of inside out. And it was so easy just to look that just up to look and, it up and to say, you know, oh, I don't know what you're talking about there because I pretty much remember. Well, then let's look at what the and word see, says. And, and that is you why know? I am pro being curious yeah. and being objective. Gotta be. You and I have done this several times. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're objective, and I'm like, well, I'm determined that I'm right. And so I look it up. Sometimes I'm wrong. It's the way it is. But yeah. what at the end of the day, we learn something. But we know be a lesson to you. Sometimes Brig is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the wrong one. Trust me. <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, you learn something. If yeah. nothing else comes from that, you learn. Hey, it, it gives you a moment to be humble and say, "Hey, I'm wrong." Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That, that is should happen. It should it happen. It should happen. It's just like the other day when when I happen, when I texted you about coming to get the toys. I was like, "I'm just a dummy. I should have thought about that." I literally thought about it several times. Then when I got to the car, I just went to work. Oh, so, many times. <laughs> so many times. But right. I mean, in situations like this, it doesn't take a lot to look. No, it doesn't. And, take and I think, yeah. and and I encourage people to be curious and be. Don't just go with what I say or with what Stuart yeah, says. Yeah. Look it up yourself. And and if we're if we're wrong or if if we missed something, go email us. Yeah. Let us know. It's TexasTake at gmail.com. Let us know if we're wrong or if you have input. There is nothing more interesting that I found, and, and Alyssa brought this up to me. Uh -huh. You know, she blew me out of the water. She was started listening to our podcast and opened some stuff up that I've never even thought of. And I, I think I called you at one point. I was yeah, like, we, yeah. need to, we might need to revisit some of this. We've missed some things, and I, that's important for yeah. us doing this, and for you and your Christian in your Christian life. It's important for us to strengthen each other. The you know steel sharpens steel kind of yep. objective in life because that's that's what we're here for. Yep. Exactly. That's, that, that is our duty as Christians. A bring people, let people, and, and I, I'm not going to say bring people to the word. You can only take them so far. Sure. You know God has to do the rest. Yeah. But you you expose people to the gospel of Christ and your fellow Christians. You sharpen them, make them battle ready, and you make yourself battle ready. Those right. are the three biggest that things. That is the least thing that you can do, but it's the least it's the least thing that is expected of you it as is. a Christian. 
you know, you know, as a Christian, you're not expected to, you know, go preach the word on the mountain. You're not. That is, you know, preaching is for pastors. And if you are a pastor, no, I, I then do you're admit, expected you know, to do that. The Great Commission, you know? share the gospel. I'm not opposed to sharing the gospel. Right, I, right. I will be the first person. If, when someone gives me an opportunity, I, I do try my very best to actually spread the word right. for people who want to hear it and are open to hear it. But you also have to, you have to spend time with your Christian brothers. And this is something that I'd say, and disagree with me if you will, but I'd say we've lost this over the past 15 years. Actually, yeah, actually spending time. It's like everyone spends time on getting new believers and this and that, but, but you neglect the people that, that are helping you accomplish these goals. Your right. your brothers and sisters in Christ, we're not feeding them. We're not helping them stay sharp. Yep. You know, and then the third, we're not sharpening ourselves anymore. You know, I can remember growing up, my mom did not come out of the bedroom before about 10 o'clock. Not because she wasn't awake. Trust me, woman was awake at 7 o'clock. That's, but she was in the Bible from the point that she woke up until she came out of her bedroom, and you didn't dare go in the bedroom before she came out. Right, yeah. Like that was it. Nobody does that anymore. We don't we don't spend time with, and, and it, it, it is part of the problems. We're having problems in nuclear family, marriages, children. It's because we're not spending time on our wives, on our husbands, we're not spending time on our children's, on our parents. Right. We're not sharpening each other anymore. We're just like, oh, go to church once a week. Great. We've got a couple licks on the whetstone. We're good for another week. That's yeah. that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. It's not how you grow. It's not. It's not. It's it's how you stay above water, I guess. Yeah. But but is that really what you want? Staying above water like that, you'll be you'll be constantly. Gasping. Do you just want the status quo? You'll be constantly gasping, mm -hmm. you know, and you won't be able to have the freedom to say, you know, um, I actually understand this decently well. You'll be constantly going, oh, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? You know, and then that will that will you know kind of. Uh, it'll it'll hinder you because it if will. you have questions that you actually do want answers to, but if you don't seek out those answers, then you know that's going to be a stumbling block, and it's going to create a pattern of um, you know doubt. Uh, and so that's why it's so important to be in the Word and to spend time thinking and meditating on God's Word. Uh, and finding a Bible study, you know, I, I I thought about this the other day. It was very random because I don't get to go to our Bible study as much as I would uh -huh. like to. Um, a lot of times, I, I I don't like being late anywhere and showing up halfway through something. And sure. they've started doing it a little bit earlier. Not that that's the greatest excuse, guys. I'm not trying to find because I have gone when I get home early. So don't don't make it sound like I don't want to go. But I think people, you know. Churches, even churches as a whole, families as a whole, groups as a whole, you know, the Bible study that your family has, that's, that was kind of foreign to me until I moved up this year. Yeah. You know, that, that, that year that I moved up, it was yeah. it was kind of just like men's prayer breakfast, which, you know, I've been, I've been stoked to help recreate because that is something that really developed me as a Christian. Because though I was raised in church, I really wasn't really a Christian until my divorce and everything. And and that, that men's prayer breakfast and, you know, Neil's Bible study, these were things that grew me, you know, in the Word. 
you know, and I'll never forget what it was. Uh, it was the armor God that we were going through when I joined uh, at the, at the uh, Bible study. What was it? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I mean, his book was only like really this thick. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. Uh, William Gurnall. William Gurnall. That's right. Uh, and that that being said, <laughs> we kind of said that we'd read the whole armor of God. We actually had. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've been uh, well ranting. That's let for me sure. uh, let me read through the uh, the whole armor of God. We'll say Go a couple for it. Yeah. About it, and uh, then we probably got to end there. Go for it. Um, so little. This is so small. There's so much to talk about. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Well, I mean, how many how many months did we spend? Months? Over a year. You mean years? It was years. We spent years reading the whole armor of God. Anyway. So <laughs> um, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, uh, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, that you may, uh, and having done all to stand. Let me read that again. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful with uh, watchful uh, to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Uh, I'll go ahead and finish. It's, it's nice. Uh, but that you also may know my affairs and how I'm doing. This is kind of Paul's uh, little finish, telling a little bit about him. Uh, Tychius, a beloved brother and a faithful minister of the Lord, will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. So that's the, the full armor of God there. We've got <clears throat> the breastplate. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, having girded your waist with truth. So that's the first thing is a belt. Um, Very Texan. Uh, in, the, um, <laughs> in the King James Version, it'll say gird your loins. And uh, the... We kind of have a, a different idea of what the, the loins are today as it was back in, um, you know, when the King James Version is written. Um, and the translation from Hebrew, um, it means your waist. Your midsection. Your yeah. midsection. Gird up your, your waist. And that's why in this translation here it says, um, 
Be strong in the Lord. Uh, fluff. Where did it go? Uh, there it is. Put on the whole armor of God. The mule is standing as well as devil. Put in principalities. Uh, ah, there, there. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So that's the belt. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put on some good shoes. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So, um, whenever I think of that, I think of um, the book uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Christ, by uh, um, what's his name, uh, Kareem Green That's right. Um, and he would have been a Muslim until the day he died, oh, except yeah, for yeah. his friend who had the armor of God on. So strange. Nabil was um, Nabil has the most interesting stories. Yeah, I'd love you know, to. and and listening to uh, I followed some of his vlogs in the later years. Uh, Right before, I was actually following him pretty heavy uh, when before he got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, Such an amazing heart for Christ. Yeah. It's just like you listen to him talk and you're like, why can't more people have this? Right. You yeah. were even raised with this. Yeah. You found this midlife and you're just like the best. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it like that, but it's like he had more of a heart for Jesus than people that were raised with it. Yeah. And it yeah. is so sad. Um, I mean, Nabil Qureshi, look him up, guys. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Great Jesus, book. one of the best uh, books The best one that you there. can find is on Audible, actually, because it's got bits of, um, uh, it's got, um, I think, an epilogue. I'm old school. It's I just got read an epilogue by his wife and by his friend no i have read that yeah, yeah i've, really I've actually read that I, um, I didn't listen to it but. but anyway um i keep forgetting what his friend's name is um that brought him to christ God. i can't but remember anyway i always think about him because you know he yeah um well he had the shield of faith which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, which was being thrown at him the whole time. It was. And he, he had the shield of faith, and he was able to say, hey, that's not the way it is, and showed him the truth in Christ. Yeah, that's pretty powerful coming from yeah. a Muslim family. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, we are so out of time. Uh, so we look, might... forward to, look forward to Martin on Thursday. and uh... <laughs> We might have to have an extra cast to to pick this up a little yeah. bit more, but we will see you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more. And be sure to like and check out our Facebook page.